Welcome to Fearless Mom. Today is part three of our 2020 parenting series. On week one, we talked about the critical nature of discovering our identity, our God-given identity, and that the fact that that is the foundation on which we will stand to see our 2020 perspective. And then in week two, we talked about how important it was to take the time, to make the time, to seek out God's vision for myself, my marriage, and my family. And when I stand on my God-given identity, and then I'm able to look toward and work toward that God-given vision. And today, we will talk about how important it is to do the work and make the choices that drive us toward that vision instead of distracting us from that vision. And I've got a lot of words to say, so we are going to get down to business. And first, we want to welcome in our online moms. Whether you are watching in a church, you're watching in your driveway, you're in a carpool line, you're hiding in a closet, or sitting on the toilet, we are happy that you have joined us today. Um, and you may be uh, watching or listening by yourself, but you are not alone. There's a group of moms in Austin cheering you on. We are locking arms with you, walking alongside you, and we believe in you. You can do this. And so I believe that it is always a good idea to start with a word of prayer. So bow your heads with me. God, I thank you so much for your church. I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for the direction you provide, for the encouragement that your word gives us, knowing that you have a grand plan even when we don't see it. God, we rest in your presence. And I ask right now that you settle our minds and our hearts, that you open our eyes and our ears to see and hear what you want us to see and hear today. You are a big God. And we are glad that you are on our side. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Now, I mentioned last week that um, my family is in Mississippi. My parents and my sisters and their families. And Mac and I have been in ministry in Texas um, ever since, uh, you know, we got married. And so it was our first Christmas after we had had Emily. Emily was three months old. And we made the trek to celebrate the holidays after we did Christmas at our church. Then we made the trek to Mississippi. And like I said, Emily was just three months old. But at this point, my two sisters and I, Everybody had gotten married, so my dad now had three sons. So what was his natural response? Well, we all went on a hunting trip. And so, yes, girls hunt too, but I think my dad was just so excited to have somebody that was so excited about guns and things. And so we went, and my mom kept Emily. My dad made plans for us to go to this hunting lodge just outside of where we lived, and we were going to spend the night. And so um, my sisters and all of our husbands and my dad and I went and my mom stayed with Emily at home. Now, uh, at this point in our marriage, um, I had uh, been fortunate enough to be able to stay at home, but Mac was um, not bringing in any big bucks at that time, and so we were strapped for cash. Things like... Um, Meat to go in the pasta sauce, those were a luxury. You know, those were weekend-only things. And so I was so excited to be at this 
garage and to be with my parents where everything was free. And so sometimes, you know, it's kind of like a sale at the store. You kind of lose discernment, you know. Well, um, all this food was free, so maybe I lost a little discernment. And so we get to the lodge, and um, one of the things about the lodge, yes, it's great hunting, it's super fun, but it's also awesome southern food because, you know, we were in southern Mississippi. So here's the cycle. You eat, you hunt. You eat, you hunt. You eat, you hunt. You eat, you hunt. I was loving it. And so I was eating so much. So that evening, um, I found myself puking my guts up into the toilet. And I told Mac, I go, I was really just thinking out loud. I said, I, I have no idea why I don't feel good. And Mac goes, wait, are you serious? And I go, yeah, like, I just don't feel right. I don't feel good. And Mac's like, you're serious. You don't know why you are sick right now. It could have been all of that fried chicken you ate. And I was like, what? I guess maybe so. You see, I had eaten myself <laughs> to the point of being sick. I was an adult. I would love to say this happened when I was 10. <laughs> but I was an adult. I was a mother at this point. And perhaps you have never made yourself sick on fried chicken. Maybe you've never had that experience. But I can tell you this. You have, at some point in your life, you made a decision based on what you wanted, what you felt like doing right then, while not considering perhaps the long-term effects of that decision. Okay, maybe it wasn't eating yourself into oblivion, but you've done it before. Everybody, maybe you know someone who has made a decision based on what she wanted, what she needed right then, ignoring completely the possible negative long-term effects of that decision. We call that the exact opposite of 2020 parenting. We call that the exact opposite of 2020 perspective. Because what we're talking about today is the choices I can make, the actions I can take with a 2020 perspective about my own life. Yes, the 2020 perspective certainly is very effective as a parenting tool, but it's also important to take that same 2020 perspective when I'm talking about my own health, my physical health, my emotional health, my spiritual health, because we learned, if you go all the way back to lesson one, the best way to give my kid a healthy self-image is to have one myself. If you go back to last year when we talked about emotional strength, we said it takes someone strong to make someone strong. So often we get wrapped up in the day-to-day decision-making that we moms do every day, and we forget or we don't make the time to take care of ourselves. It's actually the best thing we can do as a mom. I am a better wife when I take care of myself. I'm a better friend when I take care of myself. I'm certainly a better mother if I take care of myself. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, then maybe you should just take a deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath. All I can do today is be the best me I can be. All I can do today is be the best me I can be. And that's where we're going to start because guess what? There are choices you can make and actions you can take that will take you toward that vision God has given you. There are also choices you can make and actions you can take that will distract you from that vision God has given you. The good news is 
you've got the choice. You get to determine the choices you make and the actions you take. And that's where we're going to start today. We're going to start by everybody understanding I always have a choice. Everybody say always. I always have a choice. I always have a choice. Now, we're going to dig in a little bit about... There's certainly things in this world that we can't control, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But I always have a choice. Before we go any further, I want to remind you of two of the values of Fearless Mom. Two values. Number one, we eliminate shame. There's no shame in my parenting game. Do I make mistakes? Yes, I do. But I will speak about them and I will bring them into the light because they will not have control over me if I speak them. Because shame is like mold. It grows in the dark. So if there's any shame in your life, because we know that guilt is the enemy of forward progress and your vision by nature with 2020 parenting is out there in front of you. And so if you want to go toward that vision, then you better get guilt out of the way. Guilt is the enemy of forward progress. There's no shame in our parenting game. If you hadn't made a mistake today, I promise you, you will by dinner. So get over yourself, forgive yourself, and be better tomorrow, okay? So eliminate shame and then embrace responsibility. Our whole thing today is about responsibility. It is about understanding that you always have a choice and that my choices are my responsibility and your choices are your responsibility. When we get into pirate parenting and all of that in the spring and we start talking about teaching our children how to understand responsibility, the best thing you can do is understand it yourself and assume responsibility for your own actions and your own choices. And we've said before, our lesson today about choices, about my choices. Today's lesson is not about what my husband can do better to help our marriage, okay? Today's lesson is about what I can do to be a better wife, what I can do to be a better mom. It is about taking responsibility for my choices. Maybe even you grew up in an unhealthy home. And so you look at your parenting now and you think, well, I parent the way I do. I feel about myself the way I do because of the home I grew up in. I get it. Acknowledge it and move on. We are moving forward, okay? So eliminate shame, accept responsibility, embrace that responsibility. Once you eliminate shame and you embrace responsibility, now you're ready to do the work. Do the work. Turn to your neighbor and say, do the work. You did not clap, and so it didn't have the same emphasis. Turn to your neighbor and say, do the work. It is my responsibility to do the work that I need to do to get better and to get stronger, to be the mom that I was created to be. Now, I've told you all, and I'll tell you probably every time we talk about it, our goal here is not to add to your to-do list. I get it. Your list runs on two or three pages. We don't want to add tasks or chores to your list. What we do want to do, what I want to do today, is to help you evaluate what you're already doing and to say, am I being as efficient and as effective as I possibly can? Am I intentional in what I'm already doing? Because there are days when I have the energy of the Energizer Bunny. And I'm like, bring it on, I got this. And then there are days, there are weeks, there have been months in my life when I had the energy of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. And I thought, heaven help us all if I'm in charge here because I don't want to do any of it. But I had the choice. 
Even on those days when I had no energy, when I felt like my capacity was barely enough to fill a thimble, it is my responsibility to do what I can do to be the best me that I can be. And the same for you. And you know what? There will be seasons in your life where you find yourself in the middle here. There are days when you feel this way. You know what? Your friends who are over here feeling all Eeyore-ish, how about you have some compassion for them, okay? Pull us up, and we encourage one another. No judgment here, no shame. But recognize where you are. Recognize your capacity and understand and embrace your responsibility to use whatever energy you do have, whatever capacity you do have, the most effectively and the most efficiently. Here is our prayer as we step into this. Number one, we're all going to enter with humility and honesty. Humility and honesty is where it has to begin. So I always pray, literally, for my children, for myself, for my marriage, God, please help me to see things as they really are. Help me to see things as they really are. That means if I'm mad at Mac, if I'm mad at Emily, if I'm mad at a friend, then I, help me to see my part in this. Help me to see what I have done to contribute to the problem. Help me to see things as they really are. Give me the wisdom to see what I need to change and the courage to do what I need to do. Give me the wisdom to see what I need to change and give me the courage to do what I need to do. And sometimes I also have to add in there and energy because I don't feel like doing anything right now. Feelings, mm, they're awesome. We're going to get to that in just a minute. So our first thing, I always have a choice. I always have a choice and I mean always. Now listen carefully and this is important. I may not choose my situation. I may not choose my situation. But I always, say always, always, I always choose how I approach or respond to that situation. I may not choose my situation, but I always choose how I approach and respond to that situation. When I understand that this is out of my control, but I can control how I approach or respond to it, that actually gives me great freedom and it's very empowering to know, okay, let me recognize what I can't control now. Help me recognize what I can control. There's freedom in that. There's power in that. God's desire, God's design is for us to be filled with his power, for us to understand the strength, and for us to have the wisdom to see what we can't control and what we can control. I can't control that situation, that circumstance, but I sure as heck, I said heck, can control how I respond to it, how I approach it. Having the 2020 perspective on my own life, on my own situation, on my own circumstances, this helps me pick up my chin and see beyond the sadness, beyond the despair, beyond whatever ickiness I have right now. That's why when I recognize what I can control, helps me deal with that sadness, that despair, and that ickiness. Helps me see that it's right now, and I hate where I am right now, but I don't have to stay here. I can get past it. It's that 2020 vision. Psalm 35, it's not on the screen, it's not in your notes, but I want you to write that down. Psalm 30, verse 5. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. 2020 perspective. I hate where I am right now, but I'm going to do everything I can to get out of this mess. 
the faithful love the Lord. Oh, lamentations. You probably hadn't seen that in your weekend Bible reading. Lamentations. It's not a frequently traveled book of the Bible. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. You see, the Bible directs us to look past right now, to look past today, and to say, acknowledge my life right now is not where I thought it would be. It's not where I want it to be, but it's not where I have to stay. Joy comes in the morning. You may find yourself in a circumstance or situation that um, is a result of some decisions you made. You may find yourself in an undesirable situation because of choices other people made. You may find yourself in a horrible situation, a horrible circumstance that was simply a natural disaster or a result of living in a fallen world. I'm not going to minimize your pain. I'm not going to minimize that sadness. But what I can tell you is that we serve the Almighty God, the God who promises in His Word not just to understand our pain, not just to soothe our pain, but in His miraculous ways, He will use your pain. It doesn't make sense to me that uh, something horrible can happen and God can use it to help others to bring glory to him and goodness for those around him but he promises it in his word there is no command to understand there's a command to trust and obey he doesn't want you to try to figure it out he wants you to trust and obey fearless mom stephanie howard um, was diagnosed with cancer and she chose to fight she chose to fight she chose to empower her children, to educate her family, and to say, we will do this together. This is not a circumstance we chose, but we will choose fight over fear. We will choose hope over despair. And she's doing really great right now because she chose fight. And my good friend, Julie Thompson, she's, um, I call her the greatest cancer survivor I've ever seen. Um, she didn't have cancer herself. She actually lost her husband to cancer. Um, but she chose fight over fear and she chose hope over despair the boys her kids were in ninth and seventh grade she had two boys and you know what it was a horrible situation certainly undesirable certainly out of their control but her boys drank from her overflow and they are better for it because she chose hope instead of despair and she chose fight instead of fear wherever you find yourself today you do get to choose how you respond to that situation you do get to choose how you respond to that circumstance and God wants to give you what you need to see the hope to see the fight he is always faithful I always have a choice. You always have a choice. You get to choose. Do I stay bitter or do I get better? And if you're thinking, I don't have the energy, I'm more like Eeyore right now when Eeyore's taking a nap. That is where I am with my energy. Here's the deal. Your fountain, keep thinking of it, and my fountain is dry, my fountain's spewing you know, slime right now. You dig into his word. You dig into his church. And we'll get in just a minute to some decisions and you can make and actions you can take to get out of there. 
understanding that there are things I can't control, but let me control the things I can, will give you hope, will give you strength, will give you a perspective to get past that. But I mentioned earlier that feelings, oh, all the feels, you know, feelings are a blessing and a curse. I um, have a daughter who is so awesome, and she feels deeply about every single thing. So I see up close and personal how feelings um, are right there at the surface at all times. Um, But this is something that we learn together. I can choose to control my feelings or I can allow my feelings to control me. I can choose to control my feelings or I can allow my feelings to control me. The 2020 perspective requires that you understand I always have a choice. It also requires that you sometimes say, my feelings are not going to drive this decision. My vision for my life is. Sometimes your feelings actually are a distraction and they do not drive you toward that vision. It's my job to understand and see my feelings and see when they're helpful and to understand when they're hurtful. Feelings... um, can get in the way so much. And I'm not going to linger on this for a whole long time because I want to talk about some practical choices we can make to make our lives better. But I do want you to understand that when we talk about feelings being negative, it's not the feeling that's negative, okay? Any feeling is okay to feel. Every feeling is okay to feel. There's no shame in feeling upset or mad or fearful or jealous. That feeling... You just have to acknowledge it. When we talk to kids and we teach them about emotions, we say the first thing you do is validate. Validate, separate, educate. So validate. You say, I see that you're feeling that way. We create an environment where any emotion is okay to feel. Validate the emotion. It's healthy for me. I was going through a hard time in my life personally about, I'm thinking it was like two years ago, and, um, but every time I would start to feel like, oh, I think, I think I'm, I may be even a little depressed, I, may be, I would think about my friend who just lost her husband, and I would think, oh, how embarrassing that I'm feeling sad about my life right now when my husband's healthy, so I never validated my own feeling of sadness because I was always comparing it to hers when hers I felt was deserving and mine was not. So many times when we have kids and we have husbands who love us and we have healthy children and maybe especially if you prayed and prayed for a baby and then you got that baby and then the hormones kick in and postpartum kicks in and then you don't like that baby and you think, oh my gosh, I prayed and prayed for this and now I hate it. This is not what I thought. This is not what I pictured. Do-over. No do-over. Sorry. No do-over. But you know what? If we're not careful to validate our feelings, that's when postpartum can set in. That's when depression can set in because you feel like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing. Why should I be sad when I have my friend over here who's still suffering from infertility and I have this healthy baby? But see, it's not about comparing. You get in in trouble when you compare, even when you're comparing feelings. I had to validate that my feelings were real to me And then I had to separate anyway. So validate, separate, educate. When we talk about separate, I said any feeling is okay to feel. 
I can distract myself talking about feelings because um, I am so passionate about teaching kids to validate, separate, educate. So I'm not going to go into that whole lesson right now. That's why I had to say, okay. Okay, Julie, that's not your lesson right now. Um, Validate any emotion or feeling. Any emotion is okay to feel. Separate the emotion from the behavior. Anger is okay to feel. What you do with it matters, okay? So you separate. It's okay to feel sad. It's not okay to um, run away from home. It's okay to feel angry. It's not okay to yell, you know. Um, It's okay. Do you see what I'm saying? You separate those. It's not the feeling that's bad. It's what you do with the feeling that is good or bad. And then educate. Learn how to identify that emotion to process, express, and overcome that emotion. If you need to, by golly, get some help. Take responsibility. Look at yourself with honesty and humility. I'm not happy right now. I'm, I can't get out of this pit. Get some help. Speak it. Speak it to a friend. Speak it to your small group. Speak it to one of the leaders here and get some help. Get some help. Take responsibility for your emotional health. If you're feeling like, oh, I just have a temper. I just have, when we talk about emotions, take a breath, take a break, watch your tone, watch your face. I take responsibility for my actions. I take full responsibility for my actions. Any emotion is okay to feel. What I do with it matters. Never, ever should you say in front of your children, I just couldn't help it. I just couldn't help it because guess what they'll learn to do? I just couldn't help it. Yes, you can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can help it. You can help it. Take responsibility and do the right thing. There is freedom. Everybody say freedom. Freedom. There is freedom in choosing not to be a slave to or victim of my feelings. I am not a slave to or a victim of my feelings. I am in control of my actions. I choose how I behave. I choose how I process and express that emotion. I am not a slave to or victim of my feelings. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. God's design, God's desire is for you to live a full life. For your fountain that we talked about to be spewing beautiful, clear spring water. So that your children are drinking from your overflow. That is his design and his desire. Your responsibility is to recognize when your fountain is running on fumes. Or when your fountain is spewing something ugly. Now my my responsibility is to make the choices I can to get it right. There's no shame in your game. If you're not healthy, say something, get healthy. There is no shame. Just do something about it for crying out loud. Um, And I get it. I mean, I didn't speak it for a long time. I I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want anybody. I felt weak. I felt, but I wasn't getting any better. Guilt is the enemy of forward progress. If you're not living the full life, then do something about it for crying out loud. Okay, so my choices. There are choices you can make and actions you can take to get you where you need to be. And these are the choices we're going to look at right now. What I say, what I do, what I think. That's on me. I get to choose 
what I say, what I do, what I think, what we say in LHC Kids, you know, well, I'll say, is it okay to be mad? Yes. Is it okay to be mean? No. You may not choose your circumstance, but you always choose how you respond to it. You may not choose your situation, but you always choose how you respond to it. I choose what I say, what I do, what I think. That gives me power when I assume the responsibility. It gives me hope over a hopeless situation when I understand that I can control what I say, what I do, what I think. How I eat, how I sleep, how I exercise. We say all the time that parenting is just a bombardment of decisions. When do I feed? When do they sleep? When do I change a diaper? What's going on now? Why is she screaming? Why is he running around like a wild man? What is happening? I'm making decisions all the time. And then we throw in hormones. Then we throw in lack of sleep. Then we just add in a layer of a diet of gummy bears and goldfish. And we go, okay, mom, make good decisions. Make wise choices. Use wisdom, discernment, and common sense as you parent these children. Here's the deal. There are seasons of your kids' lives when you won't get a lot of sleep. There are seasons when they are up in the night. There are seasons when they are not sleeping well. And you're thinking, yes, when they're infants. I'm like, no, no, when they're 20. <laughs> Those are the seasons when they come in and you, you wait for them to get in at night. So, you, you know, that infant stage is just to prepare you for that later stage, actually, of no sleep. But here's the deal. Then I control what I can. If I know I'm not going to get sleep, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to sleep when I can. I'm going to let the kitchen stay dirty. I'm going to sleep when I can. I'm going to leave the laundry. I'm going to sleep when I can because I know that I'm nicer when I sleep. And so I'm going to sleep when I can. I'm going to have the courage to speak up to my husband and say, you know what? I'm going to ask you to get up. If, if that's okay with you, could you do morning so that I can just get a little sleep because I'm trying to use wisdom and discernment here and I just want to punch you. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because of a lack of sleep. So I'm going to eat right. I'm going to be aware Planning and preparation. If anybody's ever done Whole30, you, you learn when you do Whole30. What I take into my body affects how I feel. Man, I should have had that before I ate all that fried chicken. I, should, somebody, I wish somebody told me. You know, I wouldn't, but here's the deal. You can control what you put in your body. I can control how I eat, how I sleep, how I exercise. And if you're feeling blue, if you're feeling, then think. The first thing you should think is, okay. Let's go to the basics. How am I sleeping? How am I eating? And am I exercising? Exercise literally increases the serotonin in your body and fights off the fear and fights off the anxiety. And so what happens is we feel like Eeyore. And we get over here and then we, we just get stuck here. But my responsibility is to say, I know that I, there are some things I can do to get better. So I'm going to do those things. How I spend time, how I spend money, and how I spend energy. If you're stressed because of financial problems, don't relieve your stress by going shopping. That's not helping the situation. You're in debt, do something about it. That's just like an emotional pit, a financial pit. I'm taking responsibility for my emotional health, for my spiritual health, for my financial health. Do you see what I'm saying? There are some choices you can make. How I spend my time, how I spend my energy. I did a little experiment knowing I was going to teach this. So I took uh, two months off social media, August and September. I did not uh, check any social media. It was amazing what I discovered about what a habit it is to pick up your phone and check Instagram and check Facebook. 
It is just a time sucker. I mean, it, you, if you are not aware, I would challenge you, watch yourself. Take it off for a month and go, wow, I didn't realize I was wasting so much time. So if you are feeling right now, I don't have enough time in my day to do what I need to do, then I would suggest you evaluate how you're spending your time and maybe make some changes about how you're spending that time. How you spend your time, how you spend your energy, how you spend your money. Evaluate it. Don't be a victim of it. Evaluate it and do something about it. What I read, what I watch, and what I listen to. If you're a mom that suffers from fear and anxiety and worry, don't watch the dateline about all the crimes that have been committed in your area. Okay, don't continue to look up the sexual predators in the Austin area every time you are on your computer. Okay, be wise and go, okay, I'm feeling anxious about that. Then I'm going to be smart and discerning, but I'm not going to linger there too long. Because when fear takes up residence, it grows roots and it becomes anxiety and it begins to control your every move. Guess whose decision that is? Yours. You control what you read, what you watch, and what you listen to. When I'm feeling anxious, I get in my car, I think, oh, I'm anxious. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put on like wah, wah, music. I'm going to calm down, and I'm going to either do James Taylor or worship. Depends on the mood. And so, but I recognize that the music is going to affect how I feel. So consider that. I control. Think, what are some things I can do? Now, this is a super important one. Who I listen to. I know it's whom, but it looked funny. Okay, Who I listen. I know it should be to whom I listen. It just didn't really fit there. So, who I listen to, who I spend time with, and who I receive counsel from. If I'm mad at my husband, and I don't like him, it's super easy for me to gravitate toward other wives who don't like their husbands either. And now we all talk about, I'm pretty sure we'd all be better off if we would choose something else besides them. What I have to do is to remember that, okay, if I am mad at Mac, well, number one, I need to handle it with Mac, and number two, I have to be aware if I'm gravitating toward people who just agree with me. If I'm gravitating toward people who will just side with me or who are in the same boat. That's why we really believe in Fearless Mom to be aware of who you're hanging around. And if you are really not enjoying the toddler stage, then you need to get around moms who are in other stages. Because when you're around a mom with a newborn, you're like, oh, yeah, well, this toddler stage isn't so bad anymore. You know, I can actually sleep all night. Or, you know, when I was sad about taking my kids to college, Ashley Horn brought over her kids, and they were screaming and stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe the empty nest isn't so bad. And <laughs> so then uh, every, every time Mac and I would go to dinner, we would call Matt and Ashley we were terrible. And uh, be like, oh, we're empty nesters now. We just decided at the last minute to go get sushi downtown. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, so see, perspective will help you. Hang around people who are in a different area. I mean, season of life. Who I receive counsel from. Be wise. Be wise. Um, the choices that you're making um, about what you eat you know, who you hang around, the amount of time you spend on social media. Here's your filter. Does this choice distract me from or drive me toward that God-given 
identity and the God-given vision? Does this choice fuel my fear or fuel my fight? I get to choose. You get to choose. So you filter every decision you make, every choice you make through that filter. Does it fuel my fear or does it fuel my fight? Does it distract me from or drive me toward that vision? Here's the deal. When we get into responsibility and we talk about parenting and all the decisions that you're going to make, you're going to apply the same thing to your decisions about parenting. So if you go ahead and make it part of your DNA and you go ahead and you use this filter in your own personal life, your emotional emotional health, your spiritual health, your physical health, your financial health. Now it's just part of who you are and your children will drink from your overflow. Think about your fountain. Consider your fountain right now and think, what can I do to change what's coming out of my fountain? Philippians 4.8, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You choose what goes in your brain. You choose. My mom used to always say about TV shows, garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. It's so true, isn't it? So whatever I want to spew out, i got to make sure I'm taking that in. And sometimes it means an adjustment in your schedule. It means ignoring something else. No, I can't go to lunch with friends today because I'm feeling like a super um, volcano is about to explode in my brain and out of my mouth. And so I'm going to take time to read God's word right now. I'm going to take time to fuel, to fill my tank so that my overflow is what it should be. You choose how you spend that time. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has given us God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. That fear, that shame is not from God. God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, of love and self-discipline. Power and love and self-discipline. We choose. We have to choose to do the right thing. We have to choose to be responsible and to choose what is filling us instead of what is draining us sometimes. And so I have to have the self-discipline that God gives. I don't wait to feel like it. You do what's right because it's right until it feels right. If I wait until I feel like working out, I will never go. If you see me at Target, you'll probably think I just worked out because I'm wearing leggings and a t-shirt. But that's because that's what I like to wear. It has nothing to do with having made the choice of working out. But I'm not going to wait to feel like it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have a 20-20 perspective. I don't feel right now like working out, but I know that takes me toward my vision, the life that I'm created to live. If you get into a situation where you're thinking, I feel like a third, a fourth, a fifth glass of wine, I need you to pick your chin up and go, I control. What is the best thing for my life 20 years from now? Not how I feel or what I want right now, but what I know God wants down the road for me, what I know the vision is down the road for me. Crystal Evans Hurst, to whom I will just refer forever now as Crystal, because we are imaginary BFFs. Whenever I read a book and I fall in love like the author, I think, we're, we're so much alike. We're going to be friends. I create an imaginary friendship. So Crystal says, um, Crystal is the author of She's Still There, 
rediscovering the girl in you. She defines discipline like this. Doing something because you decided to do it, whether you feel like it or not. It goes back to my feelings are not in control of me. I control my feelings. Discipline is doing something because you decided to do it, whether you feel like it or not. Discipline is actually implementing the 2020 perspective, doing whatever is going to benefit me for the next 20 years instead of just what I feel like or what I want for the next 20 minutes. Crystal um, helps moms, I think, if you're in a place where you wonder, you know, what was I like before I had kids? Um, maybe you think, you know, what did I enjoy doing before I was so good at Candyland? You know, what did I enjoy watching before I, you know, loved all things Disney? Um, then this is a good book for you. It's a good book for you if you are not there yet, but you think, you know what, it's a great book for knowing who you are before you ever lose yourself. So if you've lost yourself, I encourage you to read it and find yourself again. If you think, oh, I know who I am, then I would encourage you to read it because she's so practical about things you can do to find that girl and to keep her at the surface. Galatians 5.22 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Okay, go to the fountain. The Holy Spirit... When you step into a relationship with Jesus Christ, when you say, okay, God, I know that I sinned, but I step into a relationship with you. I'm going to live for you now. The Holy Spirit immediately enters your life. And so if you can imagine that the Holy Spirit is what fills you to do your fountain, okay? So here's what it is. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. This is Paul in Galatians in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience. Uh Uh-oh, patience, I said. Patience, I said. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, not my strong suit. Gentleness and self-control. There's no law against these things. God's design, God's desire is that you live in relationship with Him. I'm talking about your marriage. I'm talking about your personal life. I'm talking about your friendships. I'm talking about your extended family. I'm talking about your parenting. His design and desire, you step into relationship with Him, you plug your fountain into the Holy Spirit, and that is what you are spewing. If you're not spewing, that, if you're not spewing crystal clear Dasani, then it is your responsibility to figure it out and do something about it. Turn to your neighbor and say, do something about it. If you're overwhelmed by motherhood and you're thinking, no, 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 I can't do anything about it. Here's the deal. Be the best you you can be today. Be the best you you can be today because your children will drink from your overflow and they will watch you and they will learn from you. So, Just be you. Be you. Make wise choices. It's your choice. You always have a choice. Choose wisely. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your word. Your word that reminds us that you will fill in the gaps where we fall short. God, I thank you for your word that reminds us that mistakes we've made, horrible seasons that we're in, You will use them for your glory and our good and the good of our children. God, I thank you for your word that reminds us that you are the one who provides peace, hope, and joy when we trust you and submit our lives to you. God, I thank you for your word that reminds us that you will give us the self-discipline we need, that you will give us what we need to make the choices that we need to make and take the actions that we need to take to be who you have created us to be. God, there is great comfort 
and depending on you. The creator of life, the sustainer of life. We rest in your presence. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.